0: You're listening to the Center Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. Well, it's uh, great to see you guys tonight, and uh, <clears throat> I'm excited for what the Lord's going to do and say to us uh, in this time, and, and I know God's already been moving and doing things in our hearts. Um, as Tyler mentioned, I wanted, to, I wanted to briefly highlight as well um, the week of serving, Simply just wanted to, to thank everybody that, that got involved. Um, whether that was it practically this week or just even, uh, giving something for, for somebody to be able to use. Um, it's been a, it's been a really great week. We had a number of people from Holland Road. Um, and we had a few people from Port State Baptist, uh, kind of working alongside of us. So it was, it was really fantastic to be able to get into the community and kind of make some, um, build some relationships and some connections. And, uh, and we're just really thankful for, for that. And, uh, and we know that, um, that God's gonna, God's gonna continue to work through those relationships. And actually, there's a few other projects that, um, will probably take place, um, in the fall time on a Saturday so that we can get, um, more people involved up at the Brighton New Center. So just kind of stay tuned for that. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it was a great week. And, um, so thanks again for, for those of you that were able to be a part of it, um, we really appreciate it. Um, last, last Sunday, Tyler shared on Ezekiel 37, Valley of the Dry Bones. And it was a, a fantastic, a fantastic message. And if you were here, I think you, you would have certainly been challenged and, uh, and certainly, you know, been really blessed by that message. Um, you know, it was, it was very interesting that, It was God that spoke to Ezekiel and said, you, you prophesy over the dry bones. It's like, it's, it's your responsibility to do that. And Tyler said things like, or, or one of the, one of the things is that we're to see things not as they are, but as they can be in our lives and in the lives of others. You know, it's so easy to sometimes see things as they are and not believe for anything uh, anything more than that. And so, uh, um, Ezekiel saw things not as they were, but as they could be. And he spoke life into that. And sometimes we can accept our, where we're at in life. But God wants us to believe for greater things. And so Tyler shared things about like how all the resources of heaven are available to us. All the resources. Sometimes that's a pretty overwhelming thought. But all the resources of heaven are available to us. And we need to, to, to take, uh, His Word and His promises for our lives. You know, I sometimes read through the Word, uh, and think, ah, that's not for me, that's probably for somebody else, but His Word is for us, and we're to take that and apply it to our lives. And so, um, I know I was really blessed, I know even talking to, um, Kyla after the, after the service, she was really blessed this week from that message, and, and uh, again, just speaking boldly—not it's not positive talk—but it's it's about prophesying what God desires for each and every one of us. And God desires each and every one of us to be walking in the fullness that He has for us. And that is that that's a that's a reality for us to live in. We just have to say, God, we we want that. We're going to walk in that. So tonight, um, as we continue with this theme of contending, we are going to look at. Contending in the process um, for your purpose. Contending in the process for your purpose. Um, someone once said, what are the two most important days of your life? Or and uh and I've had lots of different uh people respond with different things when you get married, when you graduate, when you you know your funeral uh, lots of lots of different things like that but the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find your purpose those are two extremely important days um obviously if you've given your heart to Christ and there was this moment where you surrendered your your life to him and said i'm going to follow you with my life i want you to be lord and savior that obviously being born again that would be another um, very important day in your life. Um, but in the context that I was asking this question, it was in a school context, and so I couldn't really bring Christ into the equation. But with us, it's when we're born, born again, and when we find our purpose. So contending in the process, or, yeah, in the process for your purpose. I say contending... Um, for our purpose, because I believe God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. But there's a process a partnering with God in the walking that out. There's this partnership that takes place in order to see our purpose fulfilled in Him. Jeremiah 29.11, which is was shared even last week and shared this morning, and, and I'll share it again. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, uh, plans to give you a future and a hope. And, uh, but, but I believe that it's important to read the next two verses. Because this, this verse is often, um, in some ways disconnected from verse 12 and 13. Verse 12 and 13 says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So the verse, the first verse is the, the, the hope lies with Him. That's the first verse. That, that verse 11 is about He, He's our hope. He has that plan and purpose for our lives. Right? The second, uh, the two verses after that are the, this is what you need to do. In order to, to walk in that plan and purpose that Christ has for you, we need to, uh, we need to now begin to seek him. God has a plan and a purpose for each of us, but that plan and purpose is only discovered when we seek God with all of our hearts. See, I believe we do a disservice um, to people when we say God has a plan and purpose for your, for your life, which is truth, right? That is, that's absolute truth. It's the word of God for people. But when we fail to mention the, uh, that that discovery and that purpose is found is is only found when we surrender our lives to Christ. If we we will not walk in His plan and plans and purposes if we're if Christ is not the focus and the center of our lives. That needs to, that needs to take place in our lives because it's 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 this partnership that we have in finding our purpose with God. So I think many of you would probably. Um, would agree that what we do in life is a huge part of who we are right it, it it really is i mean i think when we introduce ourselves to each other uh very often we ask that question oh well what do you do and and what's your job or where are you from we we ask those questions because that is a big part of who we are now i would say yes it's more about who we are in christ because i've shared that many many times it's it's more about who we are in christ then it is about what we do. But, but God has designed us to live with and be people of purpose. To use the skills and talents he has given to us for his glory. So it is about who we are in Christ. But, it's, but it is also about what we do. Uh, because our purpose is important. Because God has called us for a purpose. So we need both of those working together. And so when we when we don't turn to God um, or don't do anything about the obstacles getting in the way of um walking in his purpose for our lives, we miss we miss a big part of who God destined us to be. When we don't turn to him, we miss the plan and that purpose that he has for us. When we look as at obstacles as these roadblocks, as these things that we'll never get over, we miss those purposes that God has for us. So in 1 Samuel, which is where we will be um, looking for the majority of the evening, 1 Samuel 1, we read a story about a um, a lady named Hannah who we're told was not able to conceive a baby because the Lord had closed her womb. You know, this, this would have been this this would be devastating for, for any lady who wanted to conceive. I've known many ladies in the past that have wanted to be able to conceive a baby and haven't been able to. And the devastation that they have felt um, has been has been really challenging for them. I've also seen God work miracles in people's lives where they were told by the doctors that you're not going to be able to conceive for this reason, this reason, and this reason. And they've received, received prayer and God has, has, uh, broke through in their lives where they've been able to have babies. But it's very devastating when you, when you as a lady would want to conceive and have a baby, but you're not able to. But, but at that time, in this time, when Hannah was, uh, was wanting to be pregnant, um, this was, this was the thing that gave women their purpose. Having a baby gave them purpose. So, so not being able to give birth was a big deal in that culture. It was a big deal when you were not able to give birth. And so we read the story tonight. You will see things worked out, but it didn't just work out. Hannah had to contend. We see things actually at the end of verse 20, you see, okay, it all worked out for her. But it didn't just happen. It didn't just take place. She had to contend for this breakthrough in her life. So as we turn to as I turn to First Samuel one and read right through to verse twenty. Um, we'll start at verse two. Um, basically El uh well I guess there was this this man named El which was um which was Hannah's, um, husband. And there's a bunch of names on, um, verse one, and so I'm just not gonna even bother. Cause it's just confusing. So verse two. He had two wives. One was called Hannah and the other na. I always forget that word too. Penin, Penina. Uh, Penina had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his town, to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hapina and can we just skip the names? The, the, the two sons of Eli were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions to the meat to his wife Pinina, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion, because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Her, hus, her husband, Elkanah, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why, do, why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than, than ten sons? Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look at on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, Then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk, and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was was no longer downcast. Early the next morning, they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. So, I love this story, and I love the attitude of Hannah, and thank you for bearing with me in regards to my terrible reading abilities. Um, those words are always tricky. Anyways, instead of sitting back and and accepting her situation, instead of accepting her circumstance, instead of getting mad at God for what she was going through, she decided to contend for her purpose by embracing this process. You know, I know this is, in some ways, could seem opposite of what we have um, been talking about in, in regards to contending for breakthrough. We're we're believing to get past our challenges, like this is what we've been talking about, getting past our challenges, to not accept our current situations, believing for healing and restoration, and uh, and we're believing for wholeness. And yet at times, maybe God, through your circumstance, he is wanting to develop something in you. Sometimes there's something more going on in that situation that God wants to bring out. When I um, finished Bible college many, many years ago, now um, I had always thought that I would do the four years and then kind of a ministry position would would open up for Kyla and I, and we would just it would happen and everything would be perfect. But I finished and there was nothing available and there was no openings and i remember thinking right off the bat like what's going on all of a sudden i had this purpose but because something, it wasn't working out i felt like oh all of a sudden my purpose was taken from me and uh fortunately it wasn't wasn't a significant amount of time it was about about 4 months that went by and uh, the lord opened up open up an opportunity and we moved to this small town called Chauvin. And it was a really great experience for us. But in that short season, I had felt like God had given me this purpose and now nothing is happening. When you believe you know what your purpose is and then nothing happens, what do you do, right? What do you do in that moment? For Hannah, the process was significantly worse, right? Obviously, my situation wasn't horrible, um, you know, I just, I carried on with life to some degree. Um, you know, I found a different job to make some money and, uh, and things like that. But I still felt like that purpose that I was longing to, to be doing was, was gone. And so, verse six and seven for Hannah, because it was significantly worse for her, it says, because the Lord had closed her womb, her, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. So it doesn't, it doesn't say she enjoyed this. It actually says she wept and she would not eat. And so I, I picture this as not a pretty scene. I don't think this was a nice, comfortable time for her in any way, shape or form. For me, I didn't, I didn't weep and, and I didn't, and, and I did eat during that kind of the opposite of what Hannah did. And my, my rival wasn't, wasn't like this, this kind of random lady, um, Just down the street from me. My, my rival was my mind. I began to believe all sorts of lies from the enemy. What I began to believe in that season when I wasn't walking in what I thought, what I believed God had called me to, my purpose. I began to believe the lies of the enemy, which were, it's over, give up, why bother, accept your situation, this is it. Everything you've done up to this point was for nothing. Those were the, the things that I began to believe. And I wonder if, you know, if Hannah began to believe those things as well. It's like, I wonder if she was lied to from the enemy in those times when she was being provoked, when she was being irritated by her rival. I'm sure she was thinking these moments of just like, oh, I'm never going to really truly fulfill this purpose that God has for me. And in that time, I I had to remind myself, and I believe Hannah did this as well, I had to remind myself about the purpose that God had had for me, and I had to build myself up in the Lord. That's what I had to do. And Jude 1, verse 20 and 21, it says this, Build yourself up in the most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of your Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. The enemy, and we've heard this so often, the enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will do whatever it takes to fulfill that purpose. That is, that is his goal. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And someone once said, does, does the devil know your thoughts? And and the answer is only only if you begin to speak and believe the lies that he is speaking to you. Right? That's because he is the father of lies and there's no truth in him. So when we begin to believe those lies, when we begin to speak those lies, then of course he knows our thoughts. But he doesn't know our thoughts before that. We, we kind of give him access to our thoughts by believing the lies that he's speaking over us. Jude said, I pray in the Holy Spirit. And I believe that is such an, such a valuable a crucial weapon against the enemy when we are filled with the power of the holy spirit and we begin to speak in tongues because it's a language that the enemy has no concept of has no no idea of and when we can pray that way we can we can pray boldly and we're praying exactly the, what god would want us to be praying because because it's directly from the spirit of god to our spirit even our minds are unaware at times of what we're praying but we know that it's key, that it's that it's exactly right because it's god's it's God's language. And so Jude tells us to do that and I believe that's so important for us to build ourselves up uh, by taking time to build ourselves up in the spirit so we can begin so we would believe the lot the, the truths of God and not the lies of the enemy. And so she had you know in some ways, I believe Hannah, um, I guess in times of process like Hannah, we, we have this option and the option is to listen to the enemy turning away from God. Or, we can turn to God. Those are our, those are our two options, always. She had, you know, in some ways, I guess, Hannah had every right to turn away from God. I mean, it was, it's very clear that the Lord had closed her womb, and she could have easily gotten and just turned her, turned against God. And in some ways, I guess, I, I could have gotten just angry with God as well when, when this door that I thought, this purpose that I thought I was gonna get to walk into right away, Ministry and different things like that. When that wasn't happening, I guess in some ways I had every right to kind of get angry with God. But instead of that, I just decided, no, perhaps God has me in a process right now that I need to, that I need to apply myself to. I'm still going to contend for the purpose that He has for me, but I'm going to embrace the process that He has me in for this, for this time. And it was, you know, it was in that time of irritation from Hannah's rival that God was preparing her for her purpose. God, God takes us through seasons where sometimes we don't really understand exactly what he's doing and why he's doing what he's doing, but it's in those seasons where we need to go, okay, God, I'm not 100% aware of what you're doing, but I'm going to embrace this time as a, as a time that you're preparing me for the purpose and the purposes that you have for me. You know, I'm reminded here about the Apostle Paul who, who had a thorn in his flesh you know, a pain, a trouble, a suffering, and there's lots of different kind of debate on what that may have looked like, but it says in the scriptures that three times he asked God to take it from him, and God's response was, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In other words, it's like, I'm with you in this process. It's not comfortable, it's not easy, it's not pretty, um, I will I, in some ways, I'd, I'd rather pull you out of this process and just, and then just, and so that you don't have to go through it, but, but actually, if you go through the process, you're gonna be better equipped on the other side because you've gone through that process. Sometimes contending in the process isn't pretty, but if we trust God through it, I believe He's faithful to not only bring us through it, but will be stronger because of it, and that's that. For me, is always the thing that that kind of helps me um, remain in the process because I know in the process that it's going to benefit me at the end of the day. So, so here's another thought because maybe, maybe you know, things are, um, you know, everything is going really well for you right now. Maybe. Maybe everything is good. Maybe things aren't so bad. But you're still not certain that you're living the purpose or the purposes that God has for you. Um, in verse 5, it says, um, But to Hannah, uh, her husband, he gave a double portion. Everybody else kind of got a single portion, but, but she got a double portion. And according to, to this verse, life in some ways was good for her, right? She had all that she needed, but I believe that what all these things that, that in a sense maybe she needed was, was man-made, was not something that, that was from the Lord. And in this particular case, Hannah wasn't trying to make her life better, but it was with stuff, but it was her husband that was trying to make her life better, wasn't it? And he was trying to make, he was trying to make things better. Hannah could have simply settled. For how it was, she could have just said, you know what? Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay in this place. I'm not gonna believe for my purpose anymore. You know what? Everything's going pretty decent. Everything seems to be going well. But she doesn't. She, she, um, you know, she was well looked after. But she decided, no, I want to make sure that I'm living the purpose that God has for me. I'm not going to settle for this, even though it's decent. You know, it, even though things are going well. She could have made herself believe that the double portion could replace her purpose, but she didn't. Sometimes we can forfeit God's purpose in our lives because of comforts. And, uh, you know, comforts sometimes look a lot nicer than your calling or your purpose. They, you know, we, we want to settle and just embrace the comfort. But our purpose and our calling is so much more important and so much more beneficial to us than our comforts. The reality is that, is that, is that, um, man-made things in our lives, whether they're good or they're bad, they truly never fulfill the purpose that God has for us. So life is interesting. Sometimes we, we can be in horrible situations and sometimes we can be in comfortable situations. And the key for us in these moments is to stay close to God so that so that you can know if God is using that moment in your life as part of the process for His purpose in your life. It's about remaining close to Him. And I believe Hannah did that. She remained close to Him. I believe when, when I've had different challenges in my life, it's like remaining close to Him is when you're able to know, okay, God, what are you doing in this process? And I think lastly, the key to all of this as we observe Hannah is, is this, this cry that her purpose was more important than life itself. Her purpose was more important than life itself. Verse 10 said, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. She, she sought the Lord with everything she had. She, she, she was, she had decided in her heart that That her purpose was everything to her. So obviously, as a, as a mom, she had to parent this, this child. So, so, um, so she had to be involved. But the posture of her heart was, I surrender everything to you, God. My life is not my own, it's yours. That was, that was her posture of her heart was just, your, my life, my life is, is nothing if it's not Um, if I'm not walking in the purposes that you have for me. The Apostle Paul shared some similar words. He said, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And so this speaks to one that was completely, 100% dedicated to God's purposes. and, uh, And he was completely dedicated to the process that God had him in, in order to fulfill the purposes. I believe God, uh, you know, I believe each one of us has been called for a purpose. Each one of us has been placed here for such a time as this, and God is calling us to surrender to him afresh so that we would embrace the process that God has us in so that we would know the purpose and the purposes that he has for us. You know, it's kind of like two sides of the coin for Hannah. There was moments where it was really difficult and there's moments where it was, where things were okay in a sense. And she could have easily sort of just lived in those two camps, but she, but she decided, no, I want to, I want to contend for my purpose. And, and so she contended for her purpose even though God had her in a process. And sometimes I think I'd like to say, you know, um, we just, we just need to believe for, for something to happen in your life and it's just going to happen like that. But, but, in my experience unfortunately i've seen in people's lives that there's a there's a process in the healing there's a process in the breakthrough there's a process in the wholeness there's there's different there's a process that god has us in and i and i love to see those the healings and the breakthroughs happen just like that i love to see in a, in a moment just things change radically for us but sometimes and i think many of you would agree is that sometimes there's a bit of a journey for our, for, um, for our breakthrough. And God, God is really calling us to, really, to journey with Him in that process, but keep contending and not give up through it. So He's longing for you to take where you're at and contend through it so your purpose will become clear um, and a reality. Because my desire for each and every one of you is that you would truly walk in those purposes that God has for you. It may not be huge and big and grand, but I believe each day He has He has a purpose for us, uh, and He desires us to to live that purpose out. And we don't want to fall fall short of that. We want to be be contending for for what He has for us. And so I would just encourage us to to not give up in the process, to to not give in, to not settle for Plan B. I think sometimes we can we can just say, "Oh, if it's not working out, I guess I'll just I'll just do this," you know. And, uh, and we don't wanna we don't wanna be people like that. We want God's best for our lives. We want Plan A, and I believe um, God desires Plan A for us. Verse twenty says, "She conceived and gave birth," and then it says, "Because I asked um, the Lord for him." You know, Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will do this. And as I started, you know, tonight, it was about, there's this partnership, I believe, that needs to take place between between us and God. It's like He has a plan and a purpose, but He calls us to seek Him with all our hearts. He calls us to trust Him. He calls us to commit our ways to Him. I really believe that if you want to walk in, in those purposes that God has for us, you have to stay close to Him through the entire process, through, through life. We can't just kind of decide that we're going to go off on our own and fulfill the purpose that God has for us because the reality is that it, it won't work out. And so I just encourage you to, to remain in that process that God has for you. Um, so, and contend in it though. Like, not just kind of like, just coast and see what happens. Hannah didn't just coast to see what happened. She, she really contended in that process. And then it says, in the course of time, um, that, that breakthrough happened for her. And she was it. She conceived. Tom, if you wouldn't mind coming up and Chris, we'll just, uh, end tonight with, with a song and, and, uh, I guess I would just end with, we've been talking about purpose and we've been talking about, um, walking in that purpose that God has for us. And, you know, just in the quietness of your heart, um, just ask you to be kind of real with God tonight as these guys begin to play and just ask Him, Lord, am I, am I, am I really walking in the purpose that you have for me? And, and, or maybe it's, have I, have I kind of gotten a little bit sidetracked? Or, you know, am I, am I going ahead of you, God? You know, I believe he, we need to stay, we need to stay close to him, as I, as I've said. And, uh, and I, I think, as I, as I said at the very beginning, it's like, when we find our purpose, we truly find fullness of life in that purpose, because God has given us that purpose, because he, he gives us the desires of our hearts. And so, you know, just be asking Him tonight, Lord, am I walking in that purpose that you have for me? Is there anything getting in the way of me walking in that, in that, uh, in that purpose? And, you know, or maybe, maybe some purposes that you thought God had given to you, they, they haven't happened and you've just kind of given up. You know, I would just ask you to kind of be asking the Lord even now, just, Lord, did I just kind of give up on the process that you had me in? Did I not continue to contend for, for, the, for the plan and the purpose that you had for me? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.